step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. KFI AM 640, you're listening to How to Money on demand on the iHeartRadio app. This is How To Money, and that's right, this show is all about you. I want you to be able to save, I want you to be able to invest so that you can enjoy more of what matters, not so that you can swim in Scrooge McDuck pools filled with gold coins. That that sounds pretty rough, actually. That sounds terrible. Like, who wants that? You want to, though, have the confidence and the know-how to handle your personal finances well so that you don't have to be burdened by your lack of money, your lack of knowledge, like uh, moving forward. There's so much more still to talk about on this episode. I want to talk about charitable giving in just a second. And there is a cool new account you probably don't know about, or not new, it's been around, but uh, there's an account you probably don't know about that can help you give more effectively. And, and there is a company that's doing it way better than my low cost favorites, Vanguard and Fidelity. I'll discuss. Also, if you uh, still have a question about what this student loan forgiveness ruling means for you and your student loans, I'm happy to take your question. Give me a call 1-800-520-1534, 1-800-520-1534. Or if you want to talk about anything else, you got a money question, holler at me. And uh, okay, let's talk about where we invest for a second, because I just mentioned some of my low-cost favorites, Vanguard and Fidelity. Love them to death. They're, they have revolutionized the game of investing, they've democratized the playing field, making it easy for average Joes to invest their own money and not get fleeced. And this really started with a visionary guy, John Bogle of Vanguard fame. And there's a, a book actually the, called Trillions that's well worth reading about how index funds came to be. And John Bogle or Jack Bogle it went by who I've never understood that. Do John and Jack are they really like kind of this? I don't know how somebody named John goes by Jack, but anyway, he uh, was incredible and made index funds a thing. And the book Trillions does a great job outlining kind of how that came about and making you kind of feel like you were in involved in that revolution. But I want to talk about where you invest for a second because I do love those places. But there are so many other new investing platforms springing up right and left. Uh, like little weeds <laughs> that I think need to be pulled because most of them are not doing anything better to help you with your money. But man, their marketing is snazzy. Man, their websites are sexy and they are just garnering new investors right and left. And they are trying to do something that doesn't need to be done. My belief is their goal, what they're trying to do for investors is something that's better left undone, in fact. 
And so there's a, a an app called Public. And I'm not trying to be a hater, but where you invest matters on so many levels. And I think that this app, Public, is one that I would stay away from. The app is trying to be this investing in social media app all in one place. What does that incentivize? <laughs> the, more, the more we get to see what our friends are doing on the investing front, the more we get to kind of pump up what we're doing, it incentivizes risky behavior. It's, it's going to, for a whole lot of people, tempt them to do things with their investments that they shouldn't. It's going to tempt them to start actively trading. And when you look at the stats, we know active trading is so bad for your bottom line. That a whole that picking stocks is a fool's errand. Even the people who have nine to five jobs doing that, or I guess I don't know, they probably work even longer than that, maybe seven to seven jobs. Even those people who work 12 hour shifts trying to outpace the market fail miserably over time. And so when an app like public is trying to get you to be more involved in your investing, and boy, follow what your friends are doing and show them what you're up to. That's not good. I don't like that. And and here's another reason that public is is probably a really bad choice for most people to be investing in. You, you can't even open up a traditional or a Roth IRA with public. So now I know their their cards are on the table. They don't care about you investing for your retirement. They want you to to toss your dollars there. They want to make a fee and then uh, they want you to get addicted to checking the app like you would Twitter. And I just don't think most people, most investors should be doing most of their uh, investing in tax-advantaged accounts. I'm not against tax-advantaged accounts. And it, for a whole lot of people, for medium-term investing goals, let's say, oh, I'm buying a house eight to 10 years from now. Great. Sock money in into a tax-advantaged brokerage account. I mean, or, or into, or excuse me, into a brokerage account. But for most people, they're not even maxing out a Roth IRA yet. They're not even doing the basics yet. And I want the basics to be covered first before we get into the snazzy stuff. And so public says, no, let's just go straight to the snazzy stuff. And then on top of that, we'll make it feel super addictive and fun and energizing to be a part of this app. When the truth is the, the alternative is better, less checking on your investments, less involvement, doing the right thing on autopilot week after week, month after month. That's what's going to get you far. It makes me think of Robinhood. I had similar qualms with Robinhood early on, although they've gotten better. And I'm willing to admit that Robinhood has gotten better. Why and how has Robinhood gotten better? Well, I don't know why, but I guess they, you know, believe in some of their, many of their users had the complaint that they couldn't invest in retirement accounts on that site. And so now at, with Robinhood, if you've got that app, you can invest in IRAs. And actually, Robinhood decided to add a match, the first ever company that offers a match on your IRA of 1%, which I think is kind of cool. It's still not my favorite because I do think a lot of people get tricked into looking at the bells and whistles. And Robinhood's interface, let me be honest, is so slick. It is addicting. If you get on it, I tested it out for the show. I just wanted to know kind of what the, the buzz was about. And I'm not going to lie. I started checking my account balance. I put a little bit in there and I just kind of wanted to get a feel for the whole thing. I was checking it a lot. I was way too interested in what was going on. And so while I like slick websites and slick apps, Vanguard and Fidelity's 
websites and apps are eh, they're okay. You know, they're no, they're nowhere near Robinhood. But that actually works out in your favor because the slickness creates a desire to check it routinely when you see the blinking lights and the ups and downs and the people around you, what they're doing to sexify their investments and make them, make them real fun. And th that's not good. And it is in all likelihood going to push you down the path of getting more involved and, and making changes to your investment strategy that you otherwise would not have done. You might have been content to go the boring route. And then you see other people doing stuff that's real fun and interesting. And oh my goodness, Jim over there bought NVIDIA at the right time. And it it blew up 100% for him. And why am I still sitting? On, I'm going to buy some NVIDIA. Oh, I bought it at the wrong time. You know, like the, this is what it incentivizes. So I want you to know that. I'm not trying to be an old fogey who doesn't want anyone to have fun, who doesn't want people to enjoy themselves. But to be honest, investing is there to help you build wealth. It's not supposed to be fun. Have fun in so many other areas of life. And these apps like Public that combine those elements of social with your investing, checking in on how your friends are allocating their money, that will likely entice you to do things that are not in your long-term best interest. So stick with those boring providers, folks. And, and maybe Robinhood, as long as you, And if you do Robinhood, just take the app off your phone, maybe. Only log in on the website or something, just so that you're not tempted to have it on the front page of your phone, checking on it all the time. That's what's going to lead to poor behavior. All right, coming up, we are going to talk about charitable giving. There's bad news on that front, but good news for individuals who want to be philanthropic in strategic ways. I'll discuss. You're listening to How to Money with Joel Larsgaard, on demand from KFI AM 640. This is How to Money. I'm your host, Joel Larsgaard. And by the way, if you're looking for a new credit card, the How to Money credit card tool is a great place to check it out. You can kind of sort by cashback or travel cards, and you can find the best sign-up bonuses and the, the card that's going to make the most sense for you moving forward. All right, let's talk about charitable giving for a second because uh, sad news that, that I saw this last week, charitable giving has dropped massively, massively in uh, the last couple of years. In 2022 in particular, total giving fell by three and a half percent, which might not sound massive. That's a lot because, and this is just, this is so, so not good for nonprofits around the country who count on less and less uh, donations from smaller individuals, a lot of bigger donations now, but man, we as individuals have an ability. I think giving your money away is one of the best things that can be done with it. Giving it in particular to nonprofits that you care about who are doing good work in your community, especially if you're one of those people who says, man, I don't think it's the government's job, then the responsibility is even more on our hands, isn't it? And so if we say that it's the community members or the church or whatever it is, like be active in those roles then. Do that thing. And so when we see giving go down like this, we're going to see nonprofits get pinched. We're going to see services get cut. We're going to see them not be able to be as effective as they've been. I'm friends with some folks who run their own nonprofit and I give to them regularly because I love the work that they're doing, but it's getting harder. It is getting harder and they have seen declines in giving as well. And Americans are actually historically a quite generous people. We have a history of philanthropy that is really second to none. It's really impressive what we are able to do inside of our local communities through nonprofits as the engine and through everyday individuals as the, the ones who gift the money to these nonprofits that are able to do so much good work. And, and it's not just that you have to give money. You can give 
volunteer your efforts. Maybe you're, you're, you're particularly skilled in something. Maybe you can teach something. Maybe you're retired and you've got time in your hands and you're not sure where to pour that energy. Finding those nonprofits that resonate with you is a great, is a great place to spend uh, some of that time. And I, I completely get if you have to pull back on your giving for a little bit of time, right? I don't want you to keep writing checks if you've lost your job or if your finances have gotten tighter. But I really do believe that giving money away is one of the best things that can be done. And, and it just gives us a healthy detachment from our money at the same time, right? Where we're not all about amassing as much as we can get. Because at the end of the day, dying with tons of money in the bank account in, in the 401k... Well, I realize you want to be prudent, but you also, uh, it's, it's possible to hoard it up and not see the good that that money could have done in your lifetime. And I don't want that for you because I think there's a joy. There's a benefit both emotionally and tangibly that you could see when you give that money away in the here and now. When you don't wait, sign some sort of, you know, the, the billionaire pledge or whatever. I, I get that and I'm glad they're being generous, but I also think, man. How much cooler if you get to see that money being spent right now in the here and now? So, oh, and before, real quick, I want to talk to you about a, my, a donor advice fund, which is one of the best, best ways to give money away, especially if you're kind of a savvy person who wants to grow your money that you can give away. But first, I want to say, do your diligence on nonprofits before you write a check. Check out sites like Charity Navigator, Charity Watch, and Great Nonprofits. Those are all .orgs. Check those out. Uh, look up that charity that you're being asked to donate to. And don't give unless you feel comfortable, 100% comfortable with the rating of that charity with how they're handling their funds. Because as you'll see on those websites, they go through the financials uh, and you can tell, oh, how much is going to overhead? How much is actually going to the mission that they say they're serving? And I, I want to do just like I want to be frugal and be smart with my money, I want these, I want the nonprofits I support to be doing something similar, to be effective with the funds that I give. Okay, but let me talk about donor advised funds for a second because they do not get much press. Donor advised funds are sadly forgotten about. Nobody talks about them. And I think for a long time, they really were kind of reserved for the rich, but not anymore. Donor advised funds are a tool that everyday human beings can use, and they are so stinking cool because we we're just talking about investing last segment. You can invest your money in a donor advised fund and you can grow that money so that you can do even more good. But the cool thing is you can get the tax break in the year that you contribute that money to your donor advised fund. So that means, hey, guess what? I want to donate... $10,000 this year, but I'm not really sure I want to, where I want to give it yet. Well, you can sock away 10,000 bucks into a donor advice fund. You can get the tax break and then you can, you can invest the money and then you can determine later, hopefully when that money, uh, that $10,000 has grown into more money. And then you can start giving away those funds then. So I like to take the both and approach. I like to give money in the here and now straight from my savings account to causes I care about. And then I also like to bank money in a donor advised fund so that I can be more generous down the road. Double whammy. So that's my approach. And like I said, these donor advised funds, they kind of used to be reserved for the wealthy. They 
they kind of used to, they were more difficult to open. They came with higher fees. Even at some of my favorite low-cost companies like Vanguard and Fidelity, they charged a pretty penny to open a donor advice fund. They're so good on so many other fronts, but donor advice funds, they have not been able to crack the code on how to lower the cost there. So where should you go? Well, there is now a company called Daffy, daffy.org. And they have sliced the fees on donor advised funds massively. Like they crushed Vanguard and Fidelity and left them in their wake. That's how good they've gotten. So Daffy rocks. I've actually just written a review of Daffy. Uh, put, we'll put it in the show notes. It's up on the How to Money website, howtomoney.com. But Daffy makes it incredibly cheap, incredibly cheap to invest the money you want to give away grow that nest egg. It's $3 a month. $3 a month is what Daffy charges. And you can actually, if you only want to like dip your toe in the waters, you can open an account for free if you open it with a hundred bucks or less. So if you're so inclined and you say, listen, I love investing. I love seeing my money compound. Well, guess what? You can do the same for the money you want to give away over the years. You can let it compound in a donor advised fund. And then you can feel like a Warren Buffett-esque uh, philanthropist as that money grows Giving, having that ability to give away even more is just the coolest feeling in the world. And Daffy finally makes it easy. It is historically been not easy and not cheap. And, and I talked about how public makes that comp the investing company public is, uh, I'm not a big fan of it because they make it kind of interactive and social media-y. Well, Daffy does the same thing, but it's different on giving because that's something positive. You can see where your friends are giving money. You can even you know join them in a mission. So... Daffy rocks, donor advised funds rock, and giving money away in general rocks. All right, coming up, there's a, a, a microscopic handbag that just sold for $63,000. What is wrong with the world we're living in? <laughs> I'll talk about that in a second. This is How to Money. I'm Joel Larsgaard. You're listening to How to Money with Joel Larsgaard, on demand from KFI AM 640. I'm Joel Larsgaard. Now let's get to the outlandish headline of the week. I may have some news for you. Big news. Stand by. It's time for... How to Money's Outlandish Headline of the Week. There's just too much zany stuff going on in this life and on the internet to not occasionally comment and talk smack just a little bit, right? So CNN, this, this uh, ludicrous headline, outlandish headline comes from CNN and it reads, handbag smaller than a grain of salt sells for over $63,000. Literally, you look at the picture and it is, uh, it, you can barely it's like almost microscopically small. $63,000 for this handbag that is um, yeah, almost impossible to see with the human eye, especially if you don't have 20-20 vision. It feels like a sign of the apocalypse, folks. Am I wrong? Is the end nigh? These kind of things make me think that our species does not deserve to go on. You've got to see the picture of it. We'll link to uh, a picture in, or we'll link to that story in the show notes for this episode on kfiam640.com slash how to money. But it's, it's, uh, it was created with Louis Vuitton monograms by this company in Brooklyn. Who needs this and why? And maybe as a gag for like 20 or 30 bucks, but 63,000, this just, I mean, I don't know what's better to own this infinitesimally small handbag or a JPEG of an ape. Like I, I truly don't know at this point. People buy the weirdest things. I try not to judge. I don't, I don't want to hate. I don't want to yuck on other people's yums. If tiny clothing items are your thing, go for it. 
but wow. This just uh, feels like some of the other ridiculous trends I've seen uh, some of these luxury manufacturers create, like gilded soup cans and fancy uh, safety pins for a thousand bucks, eight hundred bucks, thirteen hundred bucks, or pre ripped jeans. All right, somebody stop me. Uh, 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 let's go to a call because I am about to get hung up and annoyed <laughs> too far. Uh, Jonathan joins us on how to money. And if you want to talk or have a money question, 1-800-520-1534 is the number. That's the number Jonathan called. Jonathan, what's going on? You've got a money question for me. Yes, I do, Joel. And thank you for uh, taking my call. And I'm with you. I'm shaking my head over the little handbag. <laughs> but uh, the reality... Yeah, so if you had an extra 63K, that's not what you do with it is what you're telling me. No, I would not. <laughs> <laughs> Smart so, man. I am a uh, federal civil service uh, retiree, and years ago I joined the TSP, Thrift Savings Program, and uh, my money stayed in the C fund, which is, I think, general stock fund. But when the world got in a little turmoil about two years ago, I took all that money and put it in the G fund. Okay. Well, with my age, I'm required to start taking a minimum withdrawal. I forget the exact term. Uh, I think it's next year. Required but, minimum uh, distributions. Yeah. Like excuse me. I said required minimum distributions. That's the term for it. That is the term exactly. Thank you so much. But yeah, I need your advice and uh, expertise on. You know, I'm 72, and we're both about the same age, and so we're looking at what, 12 to 15 years on average. You know, and then maybe 10 or 10 or so years of good health. So. What would you suggest? You got any ideas for me? Okay, so how, how much... Well, first off, the TSP is a great plan. People need to know about it. People who are eligible for the TSP should participate. It's got you know just incredible low-cost options, and uh, it's it's just a great tool for uh, people like you who served the, uh, and worked in the federal government So, um, or, or mm -hmm. people who served, served in the armed forces. So I guess my question is, how much money do you need? Do you have other sources of income in retirement, or is this the bulk? Is this the main part of it? Uh, mine is just a savings thing. Mine isn't tied to Social Security. or uh, They did something else with the TSP a few years ago, and they combined them. So I am a, I'm what you call a, uh, what is it, federal civil service retiree mm -hmm. that I don't, uh, doesn't affect my, uh, Social Security at all. Okay. So, so, but my question is, how much money of what you have saved up do you feel like you need on a recurring basis? Like, how, how much do you need in order to survive? I'm not sure. If, do, you, do you have a mortgage? Like, uh, what do you feel? Like, do you have to start pulling from these funds or is it just, oh, now I have to? I will have to next year. They'll calculate a minimum that they'll, they'll give me and right. uh, I will have to. But I'd like to go ahead and start taking it. But, uh, I don't know if I should, you know, let's say, let's pull a figure out. Let's say $8,000 a year. $8,000 a year? Should you do it monthly, annual, I mean, biannually, semi-annually, or Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I like the idea of, like, I talk about dollar cost averaging on the way in, of kind of dollar cost averaging on the way out. And so doing it on a monthly basis, I think, makes a lot of sense. It gives you a lot of kind of stability. You know what's coming in, and it also helps you to avoid timing the market, which is what some people might try to do, although your funds are invested more conservatively now. I guess my other question is, 
a couple things. One, you need to make sure, obviously, that you are are. And there's this thing called the four percent rule. Have you heard of the four percent rule, Jonathan? No, I'm sorry, I don't know what that is. Yeah. Okay, so the four percent rule is basically states that if you pull out four percent of your capital of what you've saved up, so let's say you've saved up a million dollars in your TSP, right? And you could uh -huh. take out forty thousand dollars a year, and based on the way the market operates, you would in all likelihood, on in almost every scenario, never run out of money. And in fact, in a lot of scenarios, you would have more money left over at the end of 30 years than you would than you had when you started. So what Can are your goals for this money? money? Do, you mind? Do I? I don't mind Can we talk about my money? Well, the million, sure. Yeah, it's a hundred, about 105000 Okay, great. And so this is supplemental income for you to enjoy, right? I, I, I want to say a couple of things. One, do you have goals to give this money away to other people or is this really just for you to enjoy in retirement? I don't really have that. I would like to have some, but let's just say that uh, in reserve to give away would be 20 grand. So okay. Let's talk about 80 to $90,000. Okay. So here's what I would encourage. I think set up a uh, 4% okay. withdrawal on that. See how much that would be. So if it's a hundred grand, you're talking about four grand or so a year that you can pull out uh you know every year and not run out of money if it's invested even conservatively that would be what a a, a cfp a certified financial planner would tell you and i think that that rings true and do you and and i think you also have to factor in you mentioned how many years of good health and that's something that people really need to consider is right, exactly yeah, you don't you don't want to save it all for a time when you are bedridden, right? You want to be able to enjoy that money now, and so exactly. uh, yeah, make make sure that you're not uh, uh, taking ten, fifteen, twenty percent out every single year, but also make sure you are taking that that money out and that you are enjoying it. You you don't want to be so frugal that you miss out. You worked hard to uh, to accrue that nest egg, and you don't just want to let it sit there and build up in hopes that exactly. someone else can benefit from in the future. Yeah, exactly. Well, we don't have a house payment. We live on family land and um, pretty conservative people do have a car payment and such. But uh, so 4% to me sounds a little short. Uh, I can burn that up in a vacation. Yeah, <laughs> I vacation. know. That's true. It doesn't go as far as you think, does it? The way things are these days, and we stay in the nicer Airbnbs and drive, but I mean, still you're looking at two to three grand in a couple of weeks, you know, sure. not, yeah. not doing everything you could do. So, well, that's why hopefully, hopefully you've got other, other sources to draw on in retirement, right? It's not, it's not just this TSP, which is, I'm glad that it exists. I'm glad you socked money away in there. And, uh, but, but that is why you, they call it the three-legged stool of retirement, right? That is where uh, multiple you need multiple sources. And typically it was a pension and it was social security and it was your own retirement savings that you'd funded. Granted, that three-legged stool is super wobbly these days for a whole lot of people. It's not what it used to be. And so, uh, but yeah, uh, you, Jonathan, you've done a good job saving and I want you to enjoy that money. And if some money is left over for heirs at the end of the day, that's... That's okay. That's great. But don't make that, unless that really is a priority of yours. I think it, it sounds like it's not. And I think enjoying this money in the here and now, but also while being prudent and not, uh, and making sure that money can continue to generate money because in all likelihood, you're going to need this money for 
decades, not just for a few years. Okay, Costco shuts down moochers. I'm going to talk about that next. This is How to Money. I'm Joel Larsgaard. You're listening to How to Money with Joel Larsgaard on Andrew demand from KFI, KFI AM 640. A 14-year-old boy has been shot in Long Beach at his home this morning. The boy is recovering at the hospital and is listed in stable condition. LAPD bomb squad officers have been disciplined following the way they handled an illegal fireworks explosion in 2021 that rocked a neighborhood in South L.A. And the grandmother of a teen boy shot and killed by police in France during a traffic stop has been begging for rioters to stop the violence. We'll take a look at the 110 freeway next. Ah, summer. You're finally here. We've all been waiting for you. And what better way to explore all you have to offer than in a brand new Toyota? Who wouldn't love taking to the road with a great deal on a stylish new Camry, a tough new Tacoma, or powerful new Highlander? But summer does go by fast, so see your Toyota dealer today. For the best that summer has to offer, we make it easy. Toyota.com is Toyota Central for all things Toyota. At Toyota.com, you can get the latest product information, compare models, you can search our inventory, find a dealer near you. You can even check out all the latest available offers. The road do a great deal on a stylish new Toyota car, tough truck, or versatile SUV starts at Toyota.com. We make it easy on you. Toyota, let's go places. Bad day in South LA. The Harbor Freeway here is going to be a bit slow. they got a crash working northbound at Gage. It's stop and go from Century Boulevard through Granada Hills. This uh, problem here just won't go away. It's the 5 northbound of Roxford. Still very stop and go from the 405 there. It's going to be heavy. Give yourself time. Anaheim Hills. Trouble on the 91 eastbound at the 241. Got a crash. A couple of vehicles are off to the side. KFI in the Sky helps get you there faster. I'm Mark Wheeler. In this week's Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, direct-to-consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio is a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives marketers access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company. iHeartMedia is your access company. If you're a marketer, go to iHeartResults.com. My mattress is so lumpy that I fall into the crack. I wake up every morning and I have a broken back. But sit and sleep saved us from that old dust-mite-filled bed that we've been sleeping on. It's Sit and Sleep's independent sale. Save up to $1,000 and sleep interest-free for 24 months on purchases of $19.99 and above, plus 10% down. Sit and Sleep will beat anyone's advertised price. Are your mattresses? Yeah, me and the boys are way excited to get back on the boat together, but just because excitement's up doesn't mean our guard's down. So we all wear life jackets. Save the ones you love. Life jackets save lives. 
A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hey all, it's Dean Sharp. Are you looking for a hard-to-find appliance? Well, you're going to need my secret weapon, WDC Kitchen and Bath Center. No one has more in-stock and hard-to-find appliances than WDC. Go to WDCAppliances.com, WDCAppliances.com. Hear the latest news from the headlines on your phone. Download the free iHeartRadio app for exclusive live coverage of breaking news. From what's happening where you live to what's happening across the country. Live from the center of the story. Listen for free anywhere, anytime. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. This week, a whole lot of housing. Taking malls and making them into affordable housing. And lawsuits against realtor fees. Oh, and Jay Powell is going to jack your interest rates again, too. Macro with Jason Middleton. This afternoon at 2 on KFI AM 640. And on demand anytime on the iHeartRadio app. KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. This is How to Money. I am your host, Joel Arsgaard. We have covered so much on this show today. And I have, I, I love the interaction. I love hearing from, from you guys too. And if, if you have a money question, man, please do. Please do reach out. And don't forget, How to Money is here to serve you all the time. You can go to howtomoney.com, sign up for the newsletter. There's a podcast three days a week too that you can check out that I do with my best buddy, Matt. And all right, I want to talk about Costco for just a second because they pulled an interesting one this week. There were, there were a lot of people frustrated by this, but I think Costco did the right thing. They are pulling a Netflix and they're cracking down on membership sharing. I didn't even realize this was a problem until I saw these stories. But apparently... People are taking their mom or their friends or their, you know, whoever, their buddy, somebody they know, their coworker. They're taking their Costco card. They're going to Costco. They're buying their stuff. And then they're returning that card. And so they are shopping at Costco illegally. And Costco does not like this. And it's not just because Costco doesn't like people to have fun and to enjoy their store. It's because this is literally how Costco makes money. You have to, if you don't buy the membership, Costco can't keep prices that low. And, and they, they do a great job. I think Costco makes sense for a whole lot of people to be members if you live anywhere close to one. And if you have uh, a family that's more than one person large, and let's be honest, even some people who are just living by themselves can make, can make hay with a Costco membership, paying that 60 bucks, and they will get enough benefit from it. Or buying the executive membership, which, interestingly enough, um, can go further depending on how much you spend. But now, it, part of the reason, by the way, this has gotten worse is because Costco has created, has instituted more self-checkout kiosks at a lot of their stores. And so people are able to snag their friend's membership, their mom's membership, whatever, and they can buy their stuff, and they can be super anonymous as they check out. And so... Well, how are they going to crack down on this? They're going to start asking for IDs at checkout, even if you're not buying wine. Typically, that's the reason, right? Actually, the other day, I was in there buying some Mucinex for a sick kiddo at my house. And check my ID for that, too, which is always funny. But uh, what, what am I going to do with this? I realized that people make um, drugs out of some of those cough medicines and stuff like that, but come on, I'm not, I'm not, but this is, you're going to, this is going to become more common and you might be annoyed as a Costco member, but don't be annoyed because what it's doing is it's ensuring that Costco doesn't allow people who don't have a membership to shop there, which means they're going to have to buy the membership, right? 
they're going to have to buy the membership. So I've got no problem with cost uh, with with this Netflix esque approach from Costco. I think it makes a whole lot of sense. And the truth is, if you have dabbled or if you've borrowed and you haven't, uh, you know, made the made the plunge into Costco membership dumb. Give it, I mean, I would say at least consider it. And one of the other cool things that I love about Costco and how they handle memberships is that you can get a full and complete refund if you try Costco and you don't like it. And you can even try it for like 360 days in the year and then say, eh, not my thing. Go up to the membership desk. They might give you a stink eye, but I don't think they will. Usually they're pretty good about it. And they'll give you your 60 bucks back. So give it a shot. And if you don't like it, you don't get enough use out of it. You realize, actually, I'm spending more money than I was when I was shopping at Aldi. And I don't, I, this isn't my kind of thing. Then then ditch it. Get your money back. And so, but that is the way Costco keeps membership lows. Your membership fees low. You're going to see more of this. And I'll actually link to some of my favorite Costco hacks in the show notes. Actually, number one on that article uh, that I wrote is ways that you can use Costco without a membership. Oh, interesting, right? So there are still some ways you can no longer, like I said, borrow somebody else's, but you can still buy alcohol. You can visit the Costco pharmacy. They can't borrow you from doing that. You can even buy stuff on Costco via Instacart if you're not a Costco member. But here's the thing. Instacart will will uh, charge you a premium on the prices that people pay in store. So you might say, ah, that's my sneaky way around, but you're not going to get the the bargain basement Costco price. You're going to pay an inflated rate if you do it through Instacart. And then one other way is is typically if you have a Costco shop card. So let's say one of, somebody bought that for you. You could typically use that to shop at the store. So if you had a friend who was a member and you wanted to pay them to get you a Costco card, say, listen, give me 200 bucks in Costco card money. You could do that. But but still, I would say it's worth it. And then I've got a bunch of other tips in there because did you know that prices that ended 97, those mean that they're marked down, they're on sale. And that's the best deals in the store. When you're walking around, you see something that ends in a 97. That should perk you up. Oh, wait a second. That item is, is a really good deal. Or when it ends with an uh, an OO, a round number, or an 8-8. That often means it's a manager special. They're trying to get rid of that item quickly. So that can help you decide, wait, is this a good deal or is this not a good deal? And some of those pricing mechanisms that cost, Costco uses, if you are familiar with them, I think it can help you save money. Okay, something else I wanted to touch on real quick is Amazon Prime Day is coming up in just over a week. And I'm seeing the advertisements and Amazon always has like, pre-sale stuff too. And and there are a lot of other retailers who say, oh, it's Prime Day. I'm getting in on the action. So you're going to see Target and and honestly, probably even some of your favorite boutique realtor uh, re, uh, companies, your, your whatever, like places you love to shop are probably going to have better deals going on right now. And that's great. But I do think that some of these mega sales, this is kind of like Black Friday in summer now, that Amazon has created this monster of a shopping event that people are into. And much of the time, what happens is they're getting people to spend money they don't have or weren't planning on spending. And so I would encourage you, you don't necessarily have to 
avoid amazon.com on whatever july 11th and 12th or 10th and 11th i forget which days in particular it is you don't have to avoid it altogether but you might want to especially if it's not in the budget especially if you don't have the spare change for to buy some of the deals and i'm all for having some money budgeted for serendipitous purchases in in your monthly budget so maybe you set aside 150 200 bucks a month or something and you say this is for miscellaneous and if some sort of sick deal comes along and you've got it allotted then pounce but often i will say these holiday ish spending holiday kind of things like amazon prime they do get a lot of people uh, perusing for way too many hours spending so much time trying to find the best deal and the best deal is 100 percent off when you don't buy the thing in the first place 40 percent off is nice 40 percent off is great but do you need the item think long and hard shop intelligently and don't let the uh the lightning deals and the time-based the time-basedness of everything kind of get you in that fervor like oh i gotta buy that stuff right now this deal's never gonna come around again if there's something you've been waiting looking for by all means like i am specifically looking for i'm getting into trail running looking for a garmin watch to help me with that to help me track all that stuff and if I find a deal on it, great. But I'm not buying it until I find like a killer sale. And if it comes along, great. If not, I can wait. So maybe take that approach with Amazon Prime Day. Don't go overboard. Have a great holiday weekend, by the way. Be safe. Make some memories with the people you love. Don't forget to stick around for Macro with Jason Middleton coming up next. I'll see you back here next week for more money-saving information. I am Joel Larsgaard. This is How to Money on KFI AM640. You've been listening to How to Money with Joel Larsgaard. You can always hear us live on KFI AM640, 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. on Sunday and anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.